Welcome. To Arcade Audio. Hello and welcome to another episode of Let Sleeping Dogs Lie, the comedy trivia show of answering questions and questioning answers. I'm your host, Spencer Hamilton, and I'll be awarding points to our two teams based on how well they know trivia and how good they are at lying. In Let Sleeping Dogs Lie, an incorrect answer is worth just as many points as a correct one. At least, as long as our players can trick the other team into believing it. Now let's meet tonight's panel. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, welcome to Let Sleeping Dogs Lie. Woo! <laughs> uh, tonight's, uh, tonight's theme uh, is going to be uh, CW shows. Yes! And, uh, of course, uh, our, our thoughts are with Luke Perry and his family. Uh, uh, Luke Perry passed away today, so this is going to be in honor of Luke Perry. It's going to be very respectful, and this will probably be the last time we mention him. <laughs> now, let's meet our, uh, our team for tonight. Uh, what, uh, what's our, the team name over here? We are CW Presents Teen Gator. <laughs> CW Presents Teen Gator. <laughs> yes, sir. Okay. Uh, we all each have a role on this show. I am the funny fat friend. Okay. Um, I well, am... well, sorry, real quick. And, and your name is? Your... I'm Sammy, the funny fat friend. <laughs> And go ahead. Okay. Um, I, I'm Hannah, and I'm the nerdy girl who gets really hot by the end of season one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so this isn't like a reality, like a Crocodile Hunter thing. This is like an actual, like... CW. <laughs> Fair enough. And, and finally. Uh, I'm Ryan, and I'm the teen heartthrob that's played by a much older actor. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Fair enough. All right, I love it. And let's meet our, our team on my right. Uh, we are team 7-11 heaven. 7-11 heaven. 7-11 seven, heaven? 7-11 heaven. Okay, thank you. Can you please repeat it back to us to make sure it's... 7-11th heaven? Yep, you got it. Mm-hmm. Great. It's like 7th heaven, but 7-11, the convenience store. Oh, okay, I see. It? It's a little bit of a play the, Do you words. get the joke? Do you get it? I think, get I'll, it? I'll figure it out during the course of the show, okay, probably. Okay, sounds good. Uh, Let us know when you get it. I, don't worry, I'll chime in. And and what uh, what's everyone's names? Uh, hi, I'm Allie Stark. Yeah, but what role do you play? Um, I play... If I was seventh in seventh eleventh heaven, I would be the. I would probably be the curly haired little girl tap dancing in like the cat food aisle. Ruthie, like Ruthie, but she's lost in this cat food aisle. She's a one episode character. Yeah, (laughs) not recurring. And uh, uh, Ali's left. Uh, I'm Connor, uh, and I think if I were in seven eleventh heaven, I would probably be the taquitos that had been out all day (laughs) in the roller. You know the hot the hot metal roller. Sure. So you'd be sort of like one of the characters in the movie Sausage Party, like an anthropomorphic piece of food. Don't you oh, put gross. that on me. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and, and finally? Um, I'm Elizabeth, uh, and I would play Happy the dog. <laughs> Played okay. by Happy the dog. Perfect. Uh, okay, let's begin uh, our, our nights with the team to my left. Uh, CW presents Teen Gator. Yeah. Uh, hiss. We're going to start with some, uh, some history. <laughs> history? Some history. Uh, when CBS and Warner Brothers joined forces, the, oh. the WB turned into the CW. Oh. And now you know the story behind the name. However, DW is the little sister of Arthur the Aardvark on the long-running PBS series Arthur. The DW stands for Dora Winfred. Over the course of Arthur's 21 seasons... Oh. 
That's right, you are that old. <clears throat> she was voiced by seven different actors. These actors all had something in common that might surprise you. What common trait did all of DW's voice actors share? Every day when you're walking down the street, everybody that you meet has an original point of view. And I say, hey, hey, what a wonderful kind of day. Just the Chance the Rapper version? <laughs> I love that. Oh. All right, what do we think? What's, uh, what's the common trait that all these voice actors shared? Um, so it's sort of Bart Simpson-like thing. They were all voiced by men. All voiced by men. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Are you guys big Arthur fans? Not since I was a kid. No. Could you uh, name any other characters other than Arthur and DW? Yeah, let's, I'll have an Arthur character uh, name off with you. Bogart? <laughs> and there's also Arthur's mom and dad, known as mom and dad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That checks out. Yeah, that right. checks out. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's a very Arthur-centric series, so all the peripheral characters you really don't get to know, which is a shame. Over 21 seasons, you think they kind of flesh them out, like 21 stories set in Springfield on The Simpsons, or Bob's stories, that one episode of Bob's Burgers, I assume, happened, where they go around and visit like Mr. Fish Odor and Jimmy Pesto. Are you guessing? <laughs> I am 46. You, you I have never watched Arthur. <laughs> <laughs> it came out when I was 25. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see the problem here. <laughs> Did you not need to learn some important lessons about sharing? <laughs> oh, I still do. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so, are there Arthur fans on the team? Yeah, I mean, I watched it as a kid. I, I loved Arthur. I had a crush on him. So. <gasps> Ooh. He was oh, yeah. really cute. That was yeah, a cute little cute. sweater. I didn't know he was an aardvark. aardvark. I didn't know how to say it. on top of his head, which was nice. Yeah. Sorry, in what way? Were they nice? It was just nice because you could see both of them. And because sure. his glasses hooked onto nothing. Yes! On the side of his, his head. His ears are up here, but the his glasses, glasses hooked onto what? His so you guys cheeks. are kind of freaks. Well, it was the same. His headphones were also on the side of his head when he listened to music. They were, yes, they, they were in his ears. Right. Sit up at the top. I take back what I yeah. said about his ears. That's gross. <laughs> I mean, hands, hands down, the best episode of Arthur is when Arthur hangs out with the bullies for a day and then yes. learns the meaning of the word gleep. What is the meaning of the word gleep? <laughs> it's, it's a fun word that the bullies used and Arthur doesn't know. And they're like, hey, you want to go gleep that thing? And Arthur's like, sure. And then they're like, it means steal. <laughs> and then Arthur has to steal because he was peer pressured into it. Damn, dude. Arthur gleeps? Arthur gleeps, Arthur dude. Gleeps. Dude, that dude gleeps. <laughs> Such a shame I didn't watch the show. <laughs> uh, what do we think? Do you think they're telling the truth? I think we do. Yeah, yeah. we do. We, we do. agreed. We thought yeah. she's got a, a gravelly she's voice. She's got a husky voice. <laughs> she has a husky voice. Yeah. I thought you guys meant me. Huh? Well, you're, you're correct. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, just as many people are surprised to learn the voice of Bart Simpson is a woman, voiced by Nancy Cartwright for 30 seasons. That's right. Wow. Sammy, you are that old. <laughs> uh, lots of folks who grew up with Arthur are surprised to discover that the precocious young sister of Arthur has always been voiced by boys. By boys. By boys. <laughs> by, by boys. <laughs> That's what I do on a Saturday night. I I would like to point out for all the podcast listeners who cannot see this: uh, Ali Stark is brought a bottle of wine from home and her own tumbler to drink from. It's a real glass, and it's got gold on the bottom. She brought an open bottle of wine from home (laughs) with with a um, a poppy stopper. So this show is going to be off the hook. Yeah, well, so let's uh, let's give Ali a question now. This is for Seven Eleventh Heaven. Uh, let's continue with uh, some of the history of the CW. When the WB Network rebranded into the CW, it was a major shakeup in the TV media world 
especially <laughs> that's it was crazy, right? <laughs> uh, especially since Warner Communications also owned many other media and telecom giants like Time Warner Cable and Warner Amex Satellite Entertainment, who are the owners of MTV, Nickelodeon, mm-hmm. uh, etc. So it looked like the CW was about to become an unstoppable force in the entertainment world. But when Time Warner Cable customers tuned in to catch their favorite WB shows on the new network, they were in for a letdown. Why were Time Warner customers disappointed? All right, what do we think? Why were Time Warner customers disappointed? 7-Eleventh Heaven. Um, well, believe it or not, Spencer. It's believe it, though. Yeah, believe it. Believe it because it's real. Yeah. Because we knew this in our heads. Yeah. Uh, okay. it was, the channel was permanently in Spanish. Wow. Permanente. Kaiser <laughs> Permanente. Permanente. Okay. Uh, well, that's a gr- I, Why haven't I heard about this? It seems like this would be one of those uh, great folkloric tales you would hear about TV history if this had actually you happened. Want, you want us to answer why you, you haven't heard about you it? You didn't know about DW. <laughs> I don't know, dude. You didn't know about <laughs> bleeping. I, we can't keep you up to date, yeah. Sammy. Wait, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> and so in that case, like, what? How, did they rename the shows? Like, could you list some of the Spanish, newly named of, Spanish shows? Of course we could. So, like, uh, what was 7th Eleven? Well, 7th uh, Heaven. Well, well, Gilmore Siete Girls say, would be Gilmore Niñas. Yeah. Uh, Wouldn't it be Niñas Gilmore? There was, uh, there was Pequeñoville. <laughs> <laughs> about El Hombre Super. <laughs> yeah, Elizabeth, what else would be on this show? Um, Arthur. <laughs> Arturo. Arturo. <laughs> Arturo. Right, okay, all right. So what were, uh, what were the complaints they lodged? Besides it being Spanish, like, they must have been yeah. very incensed about this. Only racists watched CW? Yeah. People were like, wow, this is too great an experience for learning. And wow, we're being too exposed to uh, cool things about people that speak Spanish. And wow, uh, our kids, their brains are huge now, (laughs) uh, was a lot of the complaints. Was everything dubbed over? No. Yeah. Oh. Well, yes. Oh, sorry. No. Which one was it? Well, not, yes, I mean, but not it was in the way it It was all in Spanish. <laughs> yeah. So it was dubbed, or did the original oh, oh, oh. actor speak Spanish? Oh, yes. It so was dubbed. It was dubbed. In, so in you Spanish. would be watching your CW show, but you couldn't listen to it in English. Mm. And you'd be like, I see, I see them, but I can't hear what Understand. I want. Subtitles didn't help. <laughs> Like, uh, just a quick question, because you guys were very quick uh, with the language. Uh, what were your high school foreign languages you studied? Spanish, baby. It shows. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> Allie? Spanish. <laughs> um, Latin. <laughs> there it is. That also shows. Yeah, it does, yeah. Uh, what do we think? Telling the truth or lying? Lie. 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 Okay, what do you think the actual truth is? I'd like to see you do better. <laughs> <laughs> well... I think that, I mean, I, in my memory of it, and you were alive. That's um, <laughs> <laughs> true. That's true. Uh, yeah, that's true. Um, they, they stopped rerunning the like shows they'd had in the 80s, I think. So I think it's like they stopped rerunning after 1995. I gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, well, you were right. They were lying. But the actual answer is that Time Warner didn't carry the CW. Uh, 
Yeah, so they <laughs> did stop running those the episodes. CW then. carried it. <laughs> so my lie worked. So, dur- so during the rebranding, uh, CW local affiliates overlooked their carrier, uh, the carriage deals with Time Warner. Uh, everyone just assumed that they would, you know, keep working the way they had worked. Mm. So as a result, it was months or in some cases years before Warner Media customers could watch Warner shows on their own cable lines. Yeah. Years. Friggin' red tape, years. man. That's right. And actually, to this day, there's still a couple of um, uh, markets that still don't have the CW, even though they ought to. So pe- there are some people in Syracuse who have never seen Supernatural. Hmm. No That's bueno. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. All right. So tonight's theme is the CW. Uh, once oh. Is it? Th- th- oh, that's okay. right. Oh, cool, 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 cool. <laughs> and so there's one C that starts with W, uh, which is known as the Weddell Sea off the coast of Antarctica. Oh, of that's a long of walk course. for that joke, baby. Hiss. Gator hiss. Thank you. Thank you. To, uh, there's booze, there's applause, there's everything that I could ask I for. This is, liked it. I want to thank Pat Connolly for writing that joke. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, another C. So in January of 1915, explorer Ernest Shackleton's oh. expedition to cross, an- to cross Antarctica mm. abruptly ended when the Weddell Seas froze over, trapping his ship, the, uh, known as the Endurance, ironically. Uh, a few weeks later, the thawing ice cracked the ship's hull and it sank. Mm-hmm. So his crew spent the next 589 days camping on ice flows and hopping in and out of lifeboats until they were rescued. Mm. Um, and most of the uh, the funds for the expedition were depleted as a result of this, you know, the extended period of time here. Uh, but when Shackleton undertook another Antarctic expedition in 1921, most of the uh, the same crew signed up again. Uh, but unfortunately, this expedition was also a failure, and the same crew went home without paychecks again. So I want to know how did Shackleton mess things up for his second Antarctic expedition? All right, what do we think? How did Shackleton mess things up again? Uh, Ryan made a very excellent point about this. Yeah, so he didn't bring enough supplies for the next expedition. Um, Being that they got stuck the first time, it was hard to guess how much they would have needed for an actual successful trip, and so... And also... uh, Historically... Oh, yeah. And this, this would have been right after World War I. Right. So, so, true, yeah, 1921, yeah. yeah. So, so supplies would have been So he was like, we by. got stuck and used all our supplies. Yeah. Let's bring less. <laughs> it's well, not they, a matter of less. It's a matter of incorrect number for mm. the second trip. Yeah, less than the, the amount they <laughs> well, brought. They could have more. brought more, yeah. and in the trip successfully could have lasted longer, and they would have run out of supplies. He anticipated it to fall short again. He kind of knew that was going to happen, being a failure the first time. So and it time lasted kind of too long the first time. He was more successful than he thought, but he still failed. That's, I mean, it's just common knowledge. I mean, we're all actors. We understand failure. Yeah. <laughs> I've never failed know. a day in my life. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. So what are some of the typical supplies you would bring on mm. an Antarctic Oh, expedition? fur. Fur? <laughs> fur. <laughs> so they didn't bring enough fur. Like, I wore my Monday fur, but well, you didn't bring me a Tuesday? Can I clarify? Are you talking about, like, fur coats or, like, loose fur? Like, crates of loose fur? I think it was both, right? <laughs> <laughs> to, to trade with the native Antarctic people. Yeah, right. right. Well, yeah. <laughs> they needed so they the have raw material. Or to re-insulate any clothing that might have been damaged in the harsh conditions. Yeah, you just put some tufts down in your shirt and you're good. Yeah. That's it. Have you ever mm-hmm. re-fluffed a pillow? 
Have you ever refluffed a pillow? Yeah, watch your language. <laughs> <laughs> Elizabeth, you seem really shocked about refluffing a pillow. It's just like I just put that fur tuft right up in there. <laughs> okay. Have to refluff it. Okay, <laughs> you have to watch the language. Where <laughs> <laughs> uh, was tough? T- t- can I answer the original question? Uh, Please. The, the most important things would be water hmm. and then non-perishable food. To refluffing a pillow? No, to <laughs> the original question, oh. which was what supplies would you need? It's water. The most important supplies would be water and uh, non-perishable food items. Like yeah, hardtack. Like hard yeah, I'm a big fan so. of hardtack. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Had some hardtack on a field trip once. Is that right? Yeah, that's true. How did it taste? I, it like tasted like cardboard <laughs> bread. Were you sustained? Oh, for I didn't eat for three weeks. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> well, what do we think here? Seven and eleventh heaven. Are they telling the truth? Uh, no. no, no, no. They're not telling no. the truth. What do we think the real answer is? Why did this expedition fail? Uh, Ali thinks maybe she knows. <laughs> No, I said something, and then they all went. That is the stupidest <laughs> thing, Allie. <laughs> so instead, we're going to say something really smart. Okay, okay. Um, uh, well, you know, it was a precursor to what happened with the Titanic. Mm. In that, he hit an iceberg. <laughs> I see. <laughs> when did the Titanic sink? Nineteen eleven. Damn, oh! dude. Is that true? Oh, oh, so no. So I'll give wrong. you two. I'll I'm give you... sorry, I was wrong by a year. I meant the Titanic, the classic film. <laughs> it was a precursor. A night to remember, released in 19. I'm an idiot. Hannah, I'll give you some points for knowing something, <laughs> kind of. Oh, awesome. Thank if you I so can much. guess the leading man in the Titanic, can I get some points? Yes. Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> dude, I, I think take you just got played, dude. I'm going to give you points. I'm going to give you points. But I'm mad that you didn't purposely fuck up for the comedy. Spencer, watch your language. Really that was the one F bomb we're allowed for sure. Spencer fluffed Shoot. The, the hell out of that pillow. <laughs> I, I, you done fluffed. I gleeped up, y'all. All right, the actual answer he died. Oh! <laughs> From because lack he of didn't water have and food. food. Yeah. So, so during preparation for the trip, Shackleton had a minor heart attack, uh, but refused treatment <laughs> because he thought it would up. delay the journey. Uh, when the ship stopped for supplies in the Falkland Islands, Shackleton told the ship's doctor he was suffering from. You only pain. get one F. The Falkland Islands. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the doctor the doctor told him to rest and uh, stop working so hard. Uh, so Shackleton like got mad. Uh, and then just fell over dead on the spot, and the trip was canceled. Oh does, does your phone say Shackleton like got mad? <laughs> it says Shackleton like got mad. <laughs> I'm that... like mad. Where's my <laughs> yeah? Bar? God, I my pillow to me. My did. back hurts. <laughs> I should it's so cold. It's so cold. Why didn't we go to Equator? <laughs> <laughs> that was Ali's real answer. Is they went to the equator instead of the. <laughs> 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 Screw it. <laughs> Why not? Screw it. Cancun, baby. I got a Bahamas. <laughs> <laughs> Have you heard of a place called Atlantis? It's close to Antarctica. We're letters. a bunch of hot dudes. What are we doing in Antarctica? Let's go to the equator. <laughs> yes, Michigan J. Frog. <laughs> this is a, yeah, so uh, when done well, a mascot can become the, uh, bigger than the team or network it's promoting. Though the CW is lacking one, its mother network, the WB, had a great mascot. For 10 years, Michigan J. Frog was the face of the WB network, singing and dancing in promos for hits like Seventh Heaven and Unhappily Married After. Is that the name of the show? <laughs> I've never heard the name of that show. Uh, Michigan such J. Frog. bummer. It's a super bummer, right? Unhappily get, Married just After. Don't get married. It's don't. okay. <laughs> okay. okay. Thank you. So uh, much like another well-known mascot uh, that has lived on for years without officially being connected to any sports team. Oh, no. What famous sports mascot has no actual affiliation with any sports team? Ooh. Hello, my baby. Hello, my 
What do we think? What's uh, what is a sports mascot that actually has no affiliation with any sports team? That was not enough time. It's literally the exact same amount of time that everyone gets. Wait, hold on. Wait, can you? You guys have really tightened up on those times. I have. I'm a taskmaster now. Elizabeth has an answer. Okay, cool. I do have an answer. Great. It's the rally squirrel. Made famous, don't say anything out there. Made famous by the St. Louis Cardinals. Which you would think their mascot would be a cardinal, and it is. But also, thanks to one squirrel getting stuck in the outfield up a yellow pole, used, the to, mark, pole. used to mark the outfield. The foul pole. A standard thing in baseball. I'm supporting you. You, you just said, like, there's a yellow pole in the middle of the outfield. I was going to describe it. Is, it. is it the rally squirrel in uh, the AL and the checker squirrel in the NL? <laughs> Yeah. Self-satisfiedly yeah. sip that beer, Spencer. <laughs> what a squirrel out west. <laughs> I don't know, that was funny. Sorry, <laughs> Who's the rally squirrel? The rally squirrel was an actual squirrel that got stuck on the foul pole, which isn't for birds, <laughs> in the outfield. And he was up there for most of a game, and then because he was too scared to come down, as any of us would be, stuck up a foul pole, <laughs> not for birds. And so finally he came down at the end of the game and he got put on a lot of merch. Where did he come down from? What what did he climb down? I say what I want. (laughs) (laughs) He finally came down at the end of the game and he got put on a lot of merch for the St. Louis Cardinals. And I feel really good about this answer. (laughs) Elizabeth, I have two questions. The first one is, by dint of being put on merch for the St. Louis Cardinals, isn't he affiliated with it a sports team? It was unofficial merch that was circulated throughout the remainder of that season and so came like, back the next season. So like bootleg. Yeah. It was hawked but, on the street corner. But, but he's still associated specifically yeah, with that team. Yeah, the squirrel sued mm-hmm. them. That <laughs> was, was the like, lawsuit. I don't even like the Cardinals. I like the White Sox. And, we're like, okay. and he settled for peanuts. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> uh... <laughs> My follow-up question for Elizabeth is, uh, seems like there's a lot of tension between you and Connor. Would you like to take a minute here to work it out about the foul pole? What do you guys think about doing a team switch? <laughs> it would be a first. It would be a first. I would allow it. Oh. Oh, dude. Wait, who has the most points? Uh, you're... Wait, we're we just going to switch team names? <laughs> no. Oh, we were oh. going to switch personnel. Currently, CW Presents Team Gator has the most points. Do it. Do it, do it. I mean, yo, I'm just it. straight chilling over here. <laughs> I'm having fun. I'm also having a good time. Uh, let's leave it at that. Uh, do you think they're lying about having a good time? Yes. Okay. Do you think hey, I'm not lying about that. I'm about and I'm, I'm having scored. fine time. Do you think they're also lying about um, the secret squirrel? Yeah. Hold my yeah. microphone. Yeah, that's a lie. What, what do you think the actual answer is? Yeah. Um, so the. An unofficial mascot that is related to sports but not for a sports team is that Fox robot. You're watching sports on Fox. And he like does a little cool animation before we go back from our commercial break. Sure, like the uh, little Transformers man. Yes. Uh, so actually, uh, many consider him a part of the San Diego Padres. However, the famous San Diego chicken has no affili- official affiliation with any sports team. The famous chicken would just show up. 
Mm. Yeah, according to the uh, to Ted Giannopoulos, or Gianno, this guy Ted. Uh, <laughs> Teddy G. <laughs> Teddy G. Uh, this guy, he's played the chicken since 1974. Uh, yeah, that's right, inside the suit. Uh, apparently, he just approached the Padres front office in the chicken suit, and they just let him in. So, there you go. That's huh. a foul answer. Oh. <laughs> All right, uh, CW presents yes! Team Yes! All right, enough beating around the bush. Everyone's favorite show on the CW is clearly Riverdale. It's gritty. It's sexy. Jughead is a vegan. I I assume I don't actually watch the show. Uh, Everyone loves it, but people haven't always liked the Riverdale gang. No. Especially when the comics strayed from typical Archie fare. In 1966, the comics tried to turn Archie into a superhero, resulting in less than super sales. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) Who was Archie's ill-fated superhero alter ego? All right, what do we think? What was the name of this uh, superhero alter ego that Archie had? All right, uh, just, for, just for fun, just to let you guys know, uh, before I get to this, also known in the Archie comics, there was the Archie Punisher crossover, the Archie Aliens crossover. There's the Afterlife with Archie, where there were zombie apocalypse hey, in Riverdale. Sammy, how much did these cost when you bought them on their original printing? <laughs> <laughs> Worth every penny. Okay. <laughs> well, it cost, it cost me two newspapers and one shoeshine. Uh, <laughs> were, you in, were you in downtown New Orleans? <laughs> <laughs> I gave him a bowl of dirty rice and they gave me a comma. The Mardi Gras was just one float. <laughs> and we gave away just the bead because we couldn't afford them because of the war. Uh, Which the, war? <laughs> well, everyone knows it was about the frozen chosen in Korea. <laughs> That was just worth it for Spencer. Uh, so it, they weren't very original in the 60s, so it was so horrible. Archie's alter ego was Super Archer, and he shot around like a bow and arrow, but they were like blunt arrows because of the Archie comics, and he'd stop crime, and it was horrible, guys. No one ever died in that series, right? Uh, not until they started rebooting it. So they didn't go all the way with violence. They just said, you're going to be a superhero and fight crime, but your and arrows an, are blunt. You're going to have an arrow, but not... Harmony if you look at the him? old green uh, arrow comics, he had like a, po- a boxing glove arrow, and anyone he shot didn't die. They're like, oh, my arm. <laughs> oh, you shot out my gun. Dead arm. <laughs> also, all the c- criminals were like, oh, jeez. <laughs> well, and if anyone watches it now, the red-haired chick, I can't remember her name, but she's sort of like an homage to that super arch archer because she, she has a bow and arrow. Cheryl? Cheryl, yes. She, Cheryl Blossom? Yeah, Cheryl Blossom. Blossom has an, she's an archer now. Do you know now. Cheryl Blossom? I do. I do know Cheryl, Cheryl Blossom. Blossom. <laughs> Big fan of Elizabeth Cheryl Blossom. Bell, you should be on this team. You know so much. You please, please. I am trying to stay loyal. <laughs> trying. <laughs> it's an effort. <laughs> I'm trying to stay faithful, but it's so hard right now, girl. <laughs> well, that was a nice answer. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you think it's the truth or lying? Believe it. I'm not gonna lie. I kind of believe it because. I don't know. I just believe. I don't know. I'm out of wine. <laughs> Your single glass. <laughs> single. The bottle's empty. You answer because the two of you watch Riverdale. Yeah, but there's no superhero. It, it is. But Cheryl nothing is like the comic books. Yeah, it's super different. I like yeah, Jughead's a vegan, maybe? Before. I like the answer we said before. Yeah. Yeah. I heard that somewhere. <laughs> so it sounds like you, um, you think they're telling the truth. Well, I believe him. Okay. Okay, we believe you. Okay, well, you're wrong. 
Anyway. His name was Pure Heart the Powerful. <laughs> that's worse than... Close. That's close to what I said. <laughs> Though he's super strong and can fly using jet boosters, Pure Heart can only retain his powers as long as his heart is pure. Do you guys want to hear my stupid Aww. answers? The, the rest of the gang had powers too, by the way. Betty was super teen. Jughead was Captain Hero. Super teen? Uh-huh. Captain and Reggie Hero. became Pure Heart's antagonist, Evil Heart. Yeah. Oh. If you hate all of this, welcome to the club. <laughs> Wait, uh, that's super teen. Allie, you had a stupid answer? I had two stupid answers. Hit me. The first one was footballer, because he plays football. <laughs> <laughs> what was that again? Footballer. How would you write that <laughs> in a printed comic? Foot. F O O T. That's correct. So far, yeah. that, that is correct. So far, the word B-A- foot and then it's F dash O dash O dash O and what was your second? Okay, that's how and my spell second that? one was super boyfriend because he's like Aww. juggling between Betty and Veronica. That makes him a super boyfriend. <laughs> it makes him a super douche. <laughs> oh, bam, bam. Is that wow. bad? I heard that. Uh, <laughs> hey. All right, Dylan's Seven uh, Eleventh Heaven. Don't let the title fool you. Crazy Ex Girlfriend is actually a show about a woman learning to face her problems and form healthy, mature relationships through song. But history is full of crazy ex-girlfriends, including French novelist Simone de Beauvoir. She had an open relationship with her fellow philosopher Jean-Paul Sartre. Sartre. Uh, a, a, a pact that unraveled when a 17-year-old student named Olga came onto the scene. Sartre tried to pursue Olga, and Olga rejected Sartre's advances, and Beauvoir seethed with jealousy. What did Simone de Beauvoir do to Olga? <laughs> All right. What do we think Simone de Beauvoir did to this uh, home wrecker, Olga? It's us again. Um, I think so. Yeah, because we just yeah, answered the super answered question. The All right, we'll take it. <laughs> I know you don't know which team you're on right now because you haven't chosen one. Jesus. We'll see at the end of the show, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> what, what team you decided to be on? It has yeah. to be before the last question. It will be. Okay. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So here's what we think will happen. <laughs> um, yeah, here's what we think will happen. Simone. Well, now I'm wondering if you're going to tank them on purpose so you can switch. Hey, 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 hey. I hey. Never We're just that. here for a good time. <laughs> yeah. Not a long time. Not a long time. <laughs> Uh, okay, you so don't give us a long time to <laughs> no, actually really discuss not. these questions. <laughs> but it was enough time for you to finish that wine, Allie. <laughs> it was. I didn't mean, need much time for that. <laughs> what do you think, Elizabeth? We should there. have been spending that time coming up with another answer, but we weren't. <laughs> yep. We, we didn't have time. <laughs> Simone de Beauvoir uh-huh. uh, was able to rig Olga's grades so that Olga didn't get to graduate. Okay. Okay. Oh, so this is the 17th century. I don't yeah. know about that necessarily. It's so, what she exactly? Was 17. <laughs> she, she was 17. Olga was. That's where you got what century 17. was it again? Uh, what year? Oh, God. It's probably the 18th. I don't Will know. Will this greatly affect sure. how uh, well, yeah, My question is, what, uh, her grades from what during this time? University. Olga was a student in, in philosophy. Philosophy. In philosophy program. She was a 17-year-old student. We listened to the question when he got it. But rigged it. Her teacher... Was Sartre? Thank you. Yeah, no. Yeah. Can you yeah. say it more like so, a cartoon turtle, like Spencer did? Sartre. <laughs> uh, so Simone how she had re- access to the grade book. Yeah. <laughs> and the grade book got changed. 
Don't you think Sedra would have noticed? It's too busy um, classifying. <laughs> Did you just play dodgeball? Too much time fluffing. And also playing dodgeball. <laughs> oh, it, how busy? How much time does it take? How much energy does it take to philosophize? You're doing it all day, every day, twenty four seven. It was earlier. That's in what time. I'm doing right they now. They didn't have a lot of philosophy out there yet, so he had a lot of room to grow. Yeah, he was figuring it out. <laughs> he was figuring it out. So what was uh, Sartre, uh, what was he known for? What philosophy? philosophy? He would often look at the good and the bad Mm -hmm. and then weigh them. Yep. (laughs) Mm. I'm convinced. He would think about things. He would say, is this how it's I believe he wrote No Exit. Is that correct? That's correct. Yes. Yes. There's a nothing from the audience. Yeah, so why don't you tell me what No Exit was about? It's about hell. Hell is other people. Hell is other people. (laughs) That was an Anthony Bourdain show, right? No. Uh, He's like, well, I'm in this one restaurant this whole show, I guess. Uh, What do you think? Are they telling the truth or no, not so much? I don't think so. Okay, what did did Simone de Beauvoir do? Uh, Little do you know that our Hannah went to a small liberal arts college in Minnesota. (laughs) Okay. Uh, And they they may have taught me this. I don't know. Uh, Did she she set center to a mental institution? Did she report her to the are you asking me or telling me? Next time, say more authoritative. It's a, it's a Jeopardy style. It's a Jeopardy they style answer. Me, can they? They, well, can't, they can't challenge you. So there's no. Well, you you you're not you're not correct. <laughs> Wait, that's closer to what I said. <laughs> she killed her, kind of. Yeah. Uh, uh, Beauvoir wrote her. a story uh, called "She Came to Stay," which featured a fictional love triangle among thinly veiled stand-ins for Simone, Jean-Paul, and Olga. At the end, Beauvoir's doppelganger murdered Olga's character. Beauvoir also dedicated the book to Olga and slept with a man who would eventually become Olga's husband. <gasps> wow. Gotta keep that so is the way to so, do it. So she's actually very awesome. That is the way to That's do it. That's amazing. Yeah. I love that. You're going to so marry wait, this, that man. this only happened in the book? <laughs> uh, she actually did sleep with the, Olga's husband. But she didn't really kill her. But she didn't, but she didn't really actually kill her. Kill her. She invented no. the secret. But did she, she invented the secret. She invented, yeah. So she could have sabotaged your grades. She absolutely could have. All right. CW presents Teen Gators. One of the CW's most popular shows is iZombie, created by Rob Thomas. Thomas previously created Veronica Mars and Party Down, which are both fantastic shows. But despite his success, he's never been able to escape the shadow of the OG Rob Thomas, the lead singer of Matchbox 20. Taste that transition. How did Matchbox 20 get its name? All right, what do we think? How did Matchbox 20 get its name? CW presents Teen Gator. That's awesome. Except Matchbox 20, they, like as all little indie bands start out when you're shooting the shit in the garage, were shooting out a bunch of names, uh, and they were doing illicit substances and other things. Okay. Uh, and by the end of the night, they realized they had burned through a whole case of Matchboxes because you buy big bricks of them, and there were 20 of them in it, and there's like, at that point, they were just so wasted and tired and exhausted and frustrated with each other. Matchbox number 20, Matchbox 20. It was 3 a.m. and they were getting lonely. Yeah, yeah. Am I taking points away or adding points? Take it away. Take it away. After your C joke and his joke, you're gonna die. this comes to me? 
I just want to point out that the crowd somehow collectively everyone here chanted one time take them away and then stopped <laughs> it was honestly very impressive that everyone stopped would, would those chanting be all the, the teammates time. on the team you were on yeah you know how we got our name we had all these matchboxes and one night we were hanging out yes. in a garage yes. and we burned through all these matchboxes was we you went, buying a brick did you never bought mess? You never bit like on to like Costco or whatever and buy because you know it was you know the late nineties. You could buy big stacks of. Did they not boxes. have lighters? So you said it was a case. They, of we're match, not as prolific a, so then. A case they of were. match boxes. Yeah. Each matchbox has probably what one hundred. I think at least a hundred matches in yeah. it. How many squares does a piece of, of a roll of toilet paper have? And you can buy twenty four of them. So when you say doing illicit yeah, stuff, yeah, but you I mean use at least like six How is that squares. Band not dead. They were. Let's just say it. They were lighting up drugs. Sanka. They were lighting up drugs. You have to light it up. They were Who bought these drugs? It's taking me to God. They, I, three, left four. These, I left these drugs out in the rain last night. <laughs> these <laughs> drugs are so soggy. And I only sleep when it's raining. God, did you buy the green drugs again? I told you to buy the brown ones. And Allie, they were drinking lots of alcohols, so it was, you know, a wild night. Yeah. Well, you do need matches to drink alcohol. It's also fun <laughs> to just burn matches to watch them burn. That's true. And if you're, you know, sitting around with this idle time, you know, you'd burn a lot of matches as long as the ones, you know, you'd, you'd be using some to use them, and then some you'd be out of boredom because you're trying to think of a band name. It's a hard thing to do. And I think they're, like, outside their garage, There's too. I mean, it was really... yeah. Is there a fable about that? Yeah. Yeah, it's one of Aesop's fables. For my dad's fables. childhood. Is that true? Do you want to tell it? Yeah. My dad grew up in the desert of California in the south. He and his friend Greg, who he still talks to to this day. The south nice. of California? Please. Don't interrupt. <laughs> this is a fable. in California? This You're is happening in SoCal? Run away from our team. <laughs> She's already gone. Maybe. Pushing you away. My dad and Greg went out to the desert with a box of matches, which could have had, what, a hundred in it? And they said, you know what would be fun to do? Why don't we just lit some matches in the desert? Well, Dwayne, my dad's oh. dad, my granddad, oh. mm-hmm. walks out into the desert, sees him light matches like no, fiends, no, no, says, no, no. oh no, you could have lit the whole desert on fire and killed everyone. So he stood over him and made him light the rest of the matches until they were sick. Wait, is your dad not <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you 10 points. My dad's name is... That's very good. Okay, what do we think? Uh, are they telling the truth about this Matchbox 29? No, man, they're no. lying. They're lying hardcore. No. They're lying hardcore. Yeah. Do we uh-huh. get to say if she's telling the truth about that no. story? <laughs> that's my father. That's fable. Fables you cannot prove if they are true or yeah. if they are false. That's so Even true. Even if the fable is from your family. <laughs> what do we think they're the actual answer is? Yeah, I think the actual answer is like Bilbo Baggins style. He Rob Thomas reached in his pockets and was like, "What's in my pockets?" Is and then there was a Matchbox and twenty dollars, and therefore they were Matchbox twenty. Right, and unfortunately he didn't disappear. Uh, So in a 1997 interview with MTV The drummer Paul Doucette Claimed that when he used to wait tables in Florida uh, Because of course they're from Florida (laughs) Go Gators He saw a a guy with a big number 20 On a softball shirt That had a bunch of patches all over it And the only word that he could make out from the patches Was the word matchbox Everyone hated it but they used it anyway (laughs) 
Wow. Life isn't made up of all that you're used to, I guess. Mm -hmm. That's true. There's a lot of bands that like had a name that they hated, and then they got famous with that name and got stuck with it. Pearl Jam. I've heard that the Goo Goo Dolls hates their name and like despises the fact that they're called the Goo Goo Dolls. The Jonas Brothers hate their name. (laughs) (laughs) It's pronounced Jonas. (laughs) All right, Seven Eleventh Heaven. While the CW is known for its primetime shows, it also features a children's programming block. One of the newest series to join this lineup is called Did I Mention Invention? Over the course of the show, viewers learn about innovators, young and old, what it takes to bring their vision to life, and little-known facts about the history and process of invention and innovation. Of course, there are many inventions that are less worthy of being mentioned. One such invention is Tomaton, a robot built in 2015 with a very specific purpose. What does Tomaton do? What do we think? What does what does Tomaton do? Oh man, Spencer, uh, Tomaton. Uh, if if a performance that he is attending is particularly bad, oh Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing because it's so true. <laughs> is built to throw tomatoes onto the stage, and he's here tonight. <laughs> Tomaton. Watch out, everybody! Tomaton's on the loose. <laughs> Why did everyone freak loose. out? That's 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 bullcrap. He should not be throwing tomatoes because this is a very good show. <laughs> Wow. know how to gauge if something's good or bad. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's only a robot. He's yeah. learning he to love. You implied the robot was bad. <laughs> the robot is bad. In the question. So that's why we freaked out. Relax, but you worked hard. As I hate Tomaton. Okay. <laughs> wow. Did he throw tomatoes at you once and yeah. you thought it wasn't fair? Tell us a fable. <laughs> one time a I was in the... Just a story about fable. your family. No, yeah, one time I was in the um, southern desert of Florida with, <laughs> with my father Gregory. No, Greg. Steve is my dad's name. I was with Elizabeth's dad, Stephen, <laughs> and Greg showed up. That bastard. Yeah, he threw a bunch of tomatoes at us. He made us smoke all the tomatoes. And it took yeah. 500 matches. Right. Uh, Allie, yes. uh, as, as an Allie, yes. are you offended by the spelling of this Allie's name? It, the whole show is hosted it's by Allie, Allie Ward, A-L-I-E, and your name is A-L-L-I. Yes. Okay, so all Allies can spell it however they want. I am open to all of them. Hashtag all yes, I'm, I'm not offended. offended. <laughs> Do what you want. Hashtag. The reason I'm Allie the way I am. Yes, well, please tell us. <laughs> I, I've been wondering. Really, yeah. Is because <laughs> I was just a stupid kindergarten. Well, not stupid. Actually, I think this was very smart. But I'm an Allison, A-L-L-I-S-O-N. I've known you for like three or four years. I didn't know that was your first name. He's <laughs> Allison, yeah. And I remember my teacher teaching me Allie like A-L-L-I-E and getting very upset. Because I would just put my hand over the sun and just see Allie, A L L I, S O N, covering the sun, S O N. Allie. Covering the sun. The light heart star is born. No. Just covering the S O N and just seeing A L L I. And I was like, that's how you spell it, duh. That's right. You're fighting the patriarchy at a young age. Yeah. And but a female I, it's, so it's like we it all have sense. our different reasons why we all have our different reasons. Why. Well, how is she spelling her name? So she's probably an Allison A L I S O N, and she probably had a teacher who made her put the e there, and she wasn't strong enough like I put was. Her hand over the sun. <laughs> weak, weak Allie. She was a weak <laughs> Allie, and so that's why she has the e. I'm not. Ugh, I'm not shaming Allies with e's. I'm not. <laughs> but you. we're all one. But I am. Yeah. No, would, would you, you would you tomaton her? I would tomaton her. <laughs> I think you are shaming with e's. 
Can you shame that teacher? Who was that teacher? Uh, Miss Bodenheimer. Oh. <laughs> Blast down, Miss Bodenheimer. <laughs> All right. What, do we need to tell the truth about this uh, Tomaton Thoa? No, 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 no. But they are close. Uh, they are close. Okay. It, it, go ahead. <laughs> sure. It, it's, a children's, it's a children's show, so they wouldn't show the Tomaton throwing tomatoes. They want to make practical things, so it is it dices tomatoes. And that's why it's called Tomaton. I see. What? She said what she said. It's its own name. So it actually sits on your shoulders and feeds you tomatoes while you run. The helpful robot can hold up to seven tomatoes at a time. And what? features, that's right, a whole seven tomatoes. So you only get seven uh, tomatoes while you run. That's right, a grocer's dozen. <laughs> and it features a built-in timer to make sure you don't gobble all those delicious tomatoes down too quickly. Dude, I'm reeling from the, like, what kind of container for the tomatoes do they have that it holds an odd number of tomatoes? Uh, uh, it's one funnel. Yeah, it's one single a uh, funnel of tube. Does it, how does it stay on your shoulder when, when you're running? Like, a, like, is it perched like a monkey? So it could yeah. fit. A lot more than seven if they were like cherry tomatoes. That's true. Oh. You might have just gamed the system. That's the ultimate hack. I'd yeah. be running. I'd be running and scarfing down some cherry tomatoes. That's Tomaton two point That's true. It's coming <laughs> down the works. Yeah, we're just waiting for Boston Dynamics to get on the ball. How many people like choked on tomatoes and died? During, Dude, like, the beta yeah, Spencer, how many? Tell us how many, Spencer. Also, who eats a tomato like an apple, Every, like just biting into runners. it? Like that? <laughs> runners. Was that a thing? Oh, totally. No. <laughs> okay, I think I'll How many points do I get for knowing that you're lying? <laughs> <laughs> it's going to happen a lot. The newest show to hit the CW is a reboot of Roswell. Uh, Roswell is a story about space aliens disguised as teenagers doing teenage stuff in yeah. Roswell, New Mexico. Yeah. yeah. And some Hell of them are yeah. aliens. The reboot okay. is similar, but the space aliens are disguised as undocumented immigrants. Both shows are based on Roswell High a series of young adult books written by Melinda Metz. Yeah. Melinda also has a series of young oh, adult yeah. books called Fingerprints. <laughs> so CW presents <laughs> Teen Gator. What is Fingerprints about? Yeah. CW presents Teen Gator. What is Fingerprints about? Okay, well, lucky for you guys, I'm a big YA fan. <laughs> totally. Um, so this this Mets novel and series is about, um, it's like a dystopian future. I've actually, I haven't read the whole series, which is the first, but the, it's about um, like a society in like the near future where there's no individualism. So everybody's like been wiped of anything that makes them an individual. So everyone looks the same and there are no fingerprints. Um, and it's about like the hero. Um, uh, I can't remember her name, but she she like loses her or she starts gaining back her fingerprints. So and it's like a metaphor, not like very individualism. good. Yeah, metaphor. Uh, honestly, that's what, that's what the fans say. That's what the fans say. Yeah, <laughs> tomato ton. <laughs> and here he goes. <laughs> yeah. Any questions? <laughs> you want to go? Oh. Do they all have the same name? And what is it? There's like a name for Clark? the type of like the type of people they are. I can't remember what it is. It's like it's something like human. Like, no, like <laughs> clones. Like murder, mermaids. No, it's it's like some mixture of what is it? Like mer people and goblins. <laughs> it's like mer gobs or something. I don't know. I can't remember what it was. But they're basically all called like the same type of creature. 
And then like the female people have one name and then the male people have another name. It's binary. Stunned silence. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, these YA adult, young adult, YA adults. Why YA adult, young adults. They get weird. It's why what? High school is so bad because they're like, here's what people are writing about that you care about. And you're like, dystopian futures. I don't have my fingerprints. No. And then it's just hard. You get bullied. <laughs> this is why you get bullied? No, it's hard and you get bullied. Oh. Uh, Allie, speaking about these books, I, I was at uh, a Borders and I was like, what, what's the hot YA book? And dude, I just flipped that, it over. Dude, you aged yourself more with that comment than anything else tonight. <laughs> oh, oh, it's Barnes and Noble now, isn't it? I was now, at a Borders. What, I mean, that was Rest definitely like borders. 2004. No, Borders <laughs> is so Anyways, he was, was shopping a, on his Kindle. I was Kindle. at a bookstore 15 <laughs> full years ago. Yeah, Listen, I'm going to write this down on my Newton. <laughs> yeah. the, the young adults at that time, dude, they're adults now. <laughs> Barnes and Noble, I... He, sorry, my, my mind goes. Yeah. No you went, you went to the, you went to the borders I to pick was up. shopping in the Sears and Roebuck. <laughs> well, he had to pick up a gift card for his Zoom. <laughs> Too soon, man. Too soon. Come on, let's Zoom. Come on. Uh, and, and the story was, is like, oh, only the people who, who can do magic in this world are royalty. And, oh, the... <laughs> You're laughing, but that's all. And like, oh, here are all the servants, and here are the peons. Yeah. But this one girl can do magic. Who's a peon? It's like it's like all the it's all just, that. They're all the same. Yeah, everyone wants to be special. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If that was Harry Potter. Yeah, I mean, honestly, that is. <laughs> that's, yeah. It basically He's is. Just, yeah, it's actually just about how Harry Potter is. Just so, do, do we think that that's on the truth? Is this what fingerprints is about? Like, I mean, probably. probably. Yeah, that seems right. Yeah, yeah we're going to say yes. yes. I thought it was child detectives. <laughs> oh, I wish. Can we, can we share an answer that we almost gave here? Yeah. We said it, uh, we debated that it was, remember those, the, the movies the with the thumbs? Like uh, thumb, <gasps> thumb, yeah. the thumb Steve Odekirk movies, the st- thumb war. How yeah. Like, uh, we, you we thought yourself. this was like detectives, but they were playing And by I thumb. thought it was the thumb people from Spy Kids. Yeah. Oh, it was a spin off yeah. about the thumb people <laughs> from Spy actually, Kids. Actually, and I wasn't sure. Allie is actually kind of right. Uh, Fingerprints is a book series about high schooler Rachel Voigt who develops a psychic ability. When she touches a fingerprint, she can hear the person's thoughts. Weird. What? There's also... (laughs) just going around like... Come on! There's also a plot about someone wanting to murder her. So basically, it's like if the movie Unbreakable was for twins. Where? So she touches a fingerprint on their hand or one they left? I think she was like like, one they left. Yeah, like yeah, like leave it on the glass. She can touch the glass. That's really close. She said it was a spinoff about the thumb people (laughs) from (laughs) Spider-Man. Look at that, Isabel. Your team is tearing itself apart. I have to give you points for saying Mr. Fluke. Yeah, hold on. Mr. Madman, help us save us. Fuck, I have to give you another 10 points. Yeah. You can't just... Dude, I know the hell out of Spy Kids, I know the hell out of Spy Kids. I saw Spy Kids 3D three times in theaters, dude. One for each team. But we got that answer right, so... You dig it? I did give you the full 10 points for getting it right, but man, that Spy Kids really... they got 20 points for their Spy Kids. Yeah, dude, you want to go Spy Kids toe-to-toe. Man, that took me so much. Carmen and Judy are my jam. Oh, wow. I can't believe we're on the... Judy has warts. Okay, do I get points for that? I don't know what that is. He has... Nice question. Wait, he's like he's hot now and he's dating like Hi, a famous is, female star now. Yeah. This, is, this next question is about our team, so we yeah. can move on. It is. This is the this oh, is the final question. Uh, which team is that? This Elizabeth is for 7-Eleventh Heaven. <laughs> the CW has broadcast many a gem, but none as overtly religious as Seventh Heaven. Seven Eleventh Heaven. Of the show's eleven seasons. Oh, <laughs> oh come on! No points. points for that. Five points. Five points. Yeah, five points. Yeah. yeah, come on. For serendipity, baby. This game got way close. <laughs> wow. 
so other shows, 11 seasons, only the final one in 2007 aired on the CW. The rest originally aired on the WB starting in 1997. The show followed the lives of Reverend Eric Camden, his wife Annie, and their five children. Of the original cast, most have a number of other acting credits to their name. All except for one character. One original member of the Camden family has an IMDb page that only lists Seventh Heaven. <laughs> Which original member of the Camden family only has one IMDb credit? The white one. <laughs> Because of confidence. <laughs> what I should take points away. Which original member of the Camden family only has one credit on IMDb? <laughs> Prepare yourself, Spencer. It's Happy the Dog, played by Happy the Dog. <laughs> Everyone remember the top of the show when I was playing Happy the Dog? Of course you do. You, you did. I do seem to recall you mentioning Happy the Dog before. Mm-hmm. So, if you're listening to the podcast, just go ahead and rewind Ex- it back to the beginning. <laughs> you listen to the whole show again. If you're listening to the so podcast, worth- just go ahead and download it three or four or five more times. <laughs> Wa- listen to it backwards and it'll say Floop is a man, 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 man Do not <laughs> Oh this game was all tied up We're all tied up <laughs> Elizabeth I don't think you, we can consider the dog an original member of the yeah. Camden family It is a dog He is a part of oh, that family okay. Actually that dog they got in the first season so not an original member. Oh I'm sorry I'm sorry there weren't people that were born into the family while the show was running I happen to remember a couple of very young boys being born <laughs> Their name was Steven. I, I really want to back you up, but I'm looking at me. The twins, the twins, the twins. The twins. Oh, the twins. During the show, so the let's just twins. take that and table it. The Camden twins. Yeah, that's what they are. The spinoff show. <laughs> so uh, you're saying just the dog has one IMD. He never did commercials. He never no. did another show. He didn't no. need to because no. he's living that great life now. And you think every other actor. You think actor... he's still alive now? Yes. He's... All dogs go, All go... All dogs <laughs> go to 7th Heaven. <laughs> You think every other actor on there got more than got more acting? I bet work they tried. I've yeah. seen every single actor from that show and other things. Yeah. Jessica oh. Biel was in it, for what that's worth. All right, yeah. can you can you using this picture and the, uh, the character's name? Can you tell us what else you've seen them? Awesome. In? So she came and did a show later, and she <laughs> also did a show. I know that he had to do something because look at his face, Jessica Biel. <laughs> Uh, that guy over there did some stuff on Disney yeah, Channel. The, the mom continued scary. to play mother characters. Oh, the, the, the and dude, then that Eric dude was Camden. on Lost. Yeah, yeah. Was his name Barry? In, the, in Seventh Heaven or in Lost? Uh, or his real name, maybe. <laughs> uh, and he was with the girl from the original Roswell, the Australian. Remember her? Uh, Thank you for trying You're to help my baby. Oh, she was from Roswell? She took, she took my baby. Yeah. Oh, wait, hold on, hold on. Wait, did you say that was Australia. the Australian? <laughs> well, the, the girl yeah, from Australian. Roswell, the blonde blonde. blonde no, no, no. Blonde, the she voice that, thing do the Australian thing yeah. She again. took my baby. Oh, baby. That, that is like an a English orphan. <laughs> took my little baby. <laughs> baby. baby. She took my, my baby. baby. I want another baby. Put another baby on the baby. <laughs> <laughs> they smoke monster. What are we, okay. We figured it out. We absolutely have to move on. Uh, what, do you think that's on the truth? Is it Happy the Dog? Or? No. That's a hard they don't no. train those dogs for one show. Okay. What do we think the actual answer is? <laughs> the middle girl. I can't remember. I don't know her name. The one on the left. She's super Christian. Like Beverly super Christian. whatever. Isn't that her name? Yeah. Uh, Beverly uh, Hillbilly? I think she no. Because she was kids. in other things. Beverly whatever is my drag name. <laughs> Beverly Hillbilly uh, whatever. Tomato <laughs> You've well, been tomato The dog. answer is Happy the Dog. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. 
Happy appeared in every season of Seventh Heaven and was included in the opening credits. According to her bio on IMDb, quote, Happy is played by a 30-pound mixed terrier whose real name is Happy. What are the chances? What are the chances? What are the chances? 100%. The page also boasts a trivia section where the number one fact is, quote, is a white dog. Oh, yeah. So that's some good trivia for you for Happy the Dog. I am so unhappy right now. You know, now Spencer, that they've actually earned And here comes Happy the Dog. <laughs> oh, he's getting pelted with tomatoes. <laughs> no. Spencer, I don't know a lot about wrestling, but I want to say that Elizabeth basically pulled a heel turn partway through and then turned out to be a good guy at the end. I don't know. I she guess those are double, wrestling terms. It was a double heel turn. Yeah, that's... Yeah, a double so turn. Speaking of figure skating... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was a double heel turn and a triple axle. Yeah. <laughs> It was a swizzle. So because of... You, you came through in the end with the trivia questions, but I got to hand it to Connor for getting earning 25 points alone on Spy Kids references. So uh, that means with 60... Uh, with, this is the end of the game? With 70 this points. Baby, you're, you're doing this 70 points, 7-11th Heaven uh, wins over the 60 points Woo! of CW Presents Team Gator. We want to thank both teams. I want to thank Robert Rodriguez. Uh, I am. And I, I am 100% in range. <laughs> That's good. Have a good night, everybody. Let Sleeping Dogs Lie is an arcade audio production. Find us at facebook.com slash lsdlshow. Please rate and review us wherever you listen to podcasts. Our show was produced by Spencer Hamilton, Patrick Connolly, and Rich Camelucci. Written by Spencer Hamilton, Patrick Connolly, Simon Collier, Rob Grabowski, Zach Mast, and Fiona Stevens. Our panel this week, Connor Doyle can be heard on the Humanoid Resources podcast, hosted right here on Arcade Audio. Ryan Phillips can be seen performing comedy and music all around Chicago. Elizabeth Riggs performs with the improv teams Ripley and Scooch. Hannah Rehack is an improviser and performer right here in Chicago. Ali Stark performs regularly at the Comedy Sports Theater. And as always, Sammy Tamimi can be found all around Chicago, performing, directing, teaching, and being a nerd. Let Sleeping Dogs Lie is made possible in part by listeners like you. Check out patreon.com slash arcadeaudio for more info on how you can help. Thanks for listening to Let Sleeping Dogs Lie, the world's only game show. Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at arcadeaudio.net.